Welcome to a special episode of I Pledge Allegiance. This week's episode is a joint production with my good friend Jason Choi, who will be co-hosting this episode on behalf of the Block Crunch podcast. We'll be talking about the recent Favrari merger proposal, which is a potentially groundbreaking one that can set a precedent for how protocol M&A is done in the future. Jason, do you want to kick things off? Yeah, so this, this specific proposal between the Fate protocol and the Rari protocol is probably one of the most ambitious things I've seen in crypto. Um, and I, I think we have seen similar proposals before to merge two protocols, but never of this size because uh, Fay itself is you know a five hundred million dollar protocol. Rari is a you know, three five hundred million dollar protocol as well. Um, so to com- combine both protocols of this magnitude and two communities that have been around for you know years, it's it's a huge undertaking. So before we dive into it, uh, I'd love to kind of just get a sense of what this proposal actually is. Yeah. So uh, this proposal is. Basically, a, a way to incentive align the Fay and Rari communities to sort of act as one. And, um, you know, by having one single token, it allows the communities to incentive align on specific product offerings. Um, for context, like Fay is a stablecoin protocol that uses a protocol controlled value mechanism. And Rari is a lot of things. They have a very diverse group of core contributors, but their primary product at the moment is Fuse and Jay can talk more about that. And there are a lot of product synergies as well as team culture synergies and ways that we can build together. So the proposal is to merge the two the two projects under one banner, under one token. So to me, to me, this this deal is 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 about three separate things, right? It's about a the network effects that you get by combining RGT and Tribe, each of our communities, each of our products. Two supercharged contributor set. Right, it's about this. This Fay team is kick-ass. Rari team is also kick-ass. What happens when you put all of these amazing smart people in a room together? Right, like yes, all of the network effects and all the crazy things that we've already talked about are are what we can do right now. But what we can do tomorrow is even more exciting. And then the last piece to me is about the protocol synergies, right? About what we can do together with Fay, right? We've already been able to, I think that currently Fay is deploying like millions of dollars into the Fuse protocol today and into the Rari platform holistically. Imagine what happens when we're able to double down on all of these initiatives and really, really bring our communities together, bring our networks together and one day hopefully verticalize all of DeFi within, within the tribe ecosystem and family. And for those of us that aren't as familiar with with Tribe and Rari, like historically, how have you guys worked together? Why do you think you work together so well? And whose idea was this to, to merge? Why don't I take the, the first half of that one and then maybe Jake can take the second half. So in terms of how we've worked together, I, I consider, uh, you know, from the face side, the Rari partnership has been far and away our most engaged relationship. Um, we were the first DAO-owned Fuse pool, and we immediately began providing a ton of capital there. And then soon later, we were the first protocol to do liquidity mining incentives on top of the Ferrari Fuse pool. It's pool eight. And that's led the pool to become the, the third largest pool by TVL. In addition, Faye supplied in you know eight of the top 10 pools and soon to be all 10 of them. Um, and... Uh, you know, many other pools throughout the protocol, almost a quarter of all Fuse pools, you have Fay, and the Fay DAO has been providing tens of millions of dollars in capital, soon to be hundreds of millions or billions to the ecosystem. So 
from our side, it's a it's a really slam dunk collaboration, and it's always wonderful working with the team. Um, we're working on some pretty cool other uh, protocol level upgrades as well to help enhance the Fuse platform and provide more utility for Faye and just Fuse in general. Jay can say whose idea it was if he wants to tell that story. Yeah, I mean, first of all, I was going to just tack on the fact that like Fuse has this historically chicken and egg problem, right? You start a new Fuse pool, it's hard to attract stablecoin liquidity for people to borrow against. And Faye came in quickly and solved that problem. And on the counter side, right, stablecoins like historically suffer with adoption, right? There have been stablecoins that have been around for years that have no utility. And Faye has been able to like put themselves in at the center of the Fuse platform and create natural utility and usage of the stablecoin. So the collaboration has been awesome on both sides of things. As for how, how this really began is honestly, one, one day I just called Joey and I was like, Hey, Joey, I, I have this idea. What, what, what are your thoughts on it? And it was like eight in the morning during like, we, we were under fire at Rari, right? We thought a bunch of stuff was going wrong. And I was like, Joey, like, give me your thoughts on this. Like, also, what are your thoughts about this? He's like, Jay, like, this is really cool. Let me get back to you. And then next thing we know, we're like, oh my goodness, this is, this could be really, really cool. And it's almost like the virus was implanted in our heads. And from, from that moment on, we, we couldn't let it go. And we were like, this is something that needs to happen. That's a fascinating story. Yeah. It makes a ton of sense looking at you guys from the outside and the synergies that already exist with the product and the fact that I think the teams have a personal relationship Joey, you guys posted on the Vari forums about a week ago, and and Jai posted as well on on Phase forums. How's feedback been broadly from the communities? Yeah, I mean, this proposal is a pretty epic one that has far-reaching consequences for our communities and for DeFi as a whole. So you could imagine that everyone came out of the woodwork to share their thoughts, and it has been really incredible to see so many smart people that we respect so much come up with such different ideas about whether this is a good idea, a bad idea, how to implement it. So I would say that, um, you know, as usual with governance proposals that are high profile, there's some people who are really for it. There's some people who are really against it. And those people are the loudest. And I think that there's a lot of people who are just excited to kind of see what happens and aren't really decided one way or another. Um, and that that's pretty much my take on the feedback. For me, I feel like the 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 reaction was just a lot of confusion, quite honestly. Um, when, when me and Joey put up the proposals, it was like, I feel like we were leaving a lot more questions unsaid than we were actually answering. So the community took that and they were like, oh my goodness, what does this mean for me? What does this mean for my bags? What does this mean for the products that I use every single day? And I think that... The community was so outspoken is the most exciting part because it means that these are products, these are these are communities that they're actually invested in, right? Them them being outspoken about it means that they actually care about it. So now now to to like for for what that means for us moving forward is it means that we have a lot of questions to answer, a lot of communities to to overlap, and it's going to be really really exciting. Yeah, and I'm really curious in terms of the community feedback. Is the what? What are some of the major questions they raise? Are people mostly uh, interested or concerned about how the tokens will kind of merge into one, or are they concerned about how the products or the culture of the different communities will merge into one? Yeah, I think um, I'm happy to speak from kind of the the Fay community side. There was a lot of really great, um, I think, feedback and and maybe even like criticisms of the proposal. I would say that the the two largest sticking points for people 
were generally around like why do a full token merge versus just either treasury swap or potentially even like forking fuse and developing in-house and my answer to well i mean on it like obviously i'm in favor of the proposal right and so i think it's very reasonable to kind of like paint the community that some of the criticism some of the benefits and kind of like talk on both sides so regarding the um why not just do a treasury swap i mean this is a, a totally viable thing that probably would have happened anyway if, if Jay didn't call me and say, yo, let's let's consider merging our communities because we do work so well together. So in my mind, that's a logical thing to do. Nothing would really change much. We would continue to in integrate with Fuse. Um, we would continue to be strong partners. But the way to really take it to the next level, and really change DeFi, that would involve something uh, a bit more, you know, like a, a full merge, right? And regarding the acquisition price or, um, you know, why don't we just fork it and build it in-house? Well, we could definitely not compete with the Rari team. That's for sure. I, I don't I don't think that there's a team on the planet that could compete with the Rari team. And so it'd be it'd be suicide to divide our focus and try and fork Fuse. So instead, why don't why don't you just acquire the brand, the product and the team all at once? And to me, the the price, while relevant isn't like the primary determining factor of whether that's a good idea or not um and and then the last the last criticism which i think is by far the most valid one is what does this mean for um your product focus because right now it's obvious what Faye is it's a stable coin it's uh you know a fully decentralized stable coin DeFi native backed by protocol controlled value and there's a question of do we lose that identity or do we lose that focus if we start to become kind of a sushi style product suite? And the answer to that is that, you know, what we're doing is fundamentally taking, if, if the merge goes through, is that we're taking the gamble that the synergies and the network effects of growing together are going to be so much stronger than what we could do with focus and, and isolation. Um, and that's pretty much, I think, that the spectrum. There's, there's obviously a lot more. Um, nuanced opinions, but those were kind of the broad themes that I heard from the community, and and they all really make sense. And like, you know, it's not black or white, um, but these are kind of just like their thoughts, some of my responses, just for for everyone to hear. And how do you think about engaging with the various stakeholders that have voiced their opinions, whether it's responding on the forums or talking about it in the Twitter space? Like, how do you see the the progression? for this proposal going forward? Yeah, I, I think that's a great question. I think one thing that me and Joey have both emphasized is having a lot of these communications on open and transparent forums, right? So whether that means the Rari Capital forums, the Tribe, Fay forums, or even on the Twitter spaces, one, one theme that you'll notice there is it's completely open to everybody. Right. Whether you're a small token holder or a big whale, right, everybody should have access to the same amount of information as everybody else. And the cool thing about doing this is we've seen rise to multiple stakeholders who are helping the merger happen now. Right. So you have Reverie, you have Llama, you have GFX Labs, right? All three amazing independent parties, each helping facilitate the merger in various different ways. This is something that you couldn't just have happen in the traditional world, right? Usually you'd need to go share your books. You'd need to go share your information. You need to go share your entire balance sheets. But because of the nature of DeFi and working so transparently and openly, we can do some really cool stuff. And the merger really is, 
it was just an idea pitched by me and Joey. And now it's up to the community and these stakeholders who are invested to go and make it happen, which I'm really excited to help and support. Yeah. And before I jump in, uh, Joey, any thoughts on there as well? Um, no, I, I just echo what Jay says. It's really about like try, trying to source everyone's feedback, really commit to the decentralization of the decision and make sure that it's clear that this is not a done deal as much as the core teams think it would be a cool idea. It's really about how can we try to do what's best for our respective protocols and, and it involves everyone's feedback. So um, that's pretty much the, the path we've taken. Yeah, and I really love how you guys embodied the spirit of building an open, basically uh, publicizing everything from day one and collecting feedback from everybody, good or bad feedback, regardless. Um, I think that that is really the spirit of what DeFi is about, kind of that transparency and, and that community building. Um, and in terms of the logistics of the thing, uh, with, with something of this magnitude, what are the steps to actually implement? So are you, um, you know, logistically, are you kind of combining the Discord channels first? Are you kind of trying to combine some of the smart contracts or what are the steps that you need to actually take to ship something like this? Yeah, there, there are a lot of different pieces to shipping something like this, obviously, right? So I think the first thing is that this is going to, this isn't just going to happen right away. We're not just all going to pack up and go and enter a new discord and suddenly all be on the same website, right? We're going to keep two independent communities right? There's going to be the Fey community. There's going to be the Rari community, assuming that this merger passes and we'll all be under this, this, this greater tribe family, right? And the cooler thing about being part of this greater tribe family, and I alluded to this earlier, is this means that shared resources, shared incentives, shared everything happens right away, right? And then in terms of operationally moving forward, what it means is that tribe token holders will be in charge of, of really everything inside of the Rari capital ecosystem, inside of the Fey ecosystem, and maybe over a macro perspective, these communities will converge on one another. That that remains to be seen. And really, that's at the community's discretion. But, but what I can tell you is, this is going to be really cool, right? It's almost like you have two superpowered communities combining under one brand, uniting under one alliance, and doing so in an incentive-aligned way. And I'm I'm really excited for what that means for for the tribe token. Yeah, I think that the the part that Jay just mentioned regarding like merging communities and kind of the more social layer that's going to be the more challenging part. When you talk about what's going to happen on chain, or at least how it's been proposed so far is basically the RGT token and the tribe token, there would be some peg exchange rate that's determined. And then any RGT holder can come in at any time and turn their RGT into tribe. Um, and then simultaneously with the opening of this peg contract, you would have all of their governance um, basically hand over rights to the tribe token. So the RGT token becomes not like useless, but like effectively it wouldn't have governance power and it would still maintain its value because it's pegged to tribe. So people who are holding it as collateral and stuff don't need to worry about their positions. Um, and this is why we did something like this over like a Merkle drop. But yeah, like I think that this is the mechanism proposed and it should be pretty clean if it works. And then we'll see if the community has any other ideas for additional mechanisms to help make the proposal more ideal for both sides. There's been a lot of different ideas and nuances floated around, but I think trying to keep it simple is definitely best. There's been some posts on the forums, especially on the Rari side, about concerns around dilution. And to what you said, Joey, around like figure, how to figure out specific pricing, could you guys talk a little bit about how the Rari token holders should think about it from their standpoint? Yeah, I, I can tell you how I'm thinking about it. And 
I, I can't speak to any other token holders here, but what I will say is that what we're doing is, is yes, everyone here will face dilution, but the, but the bigger thing to emphasize is this idea of one plus one equals three, right? And that the pie that we will be creating together is going to be much bigger than the pie that we could create independently. And I think that's that's the most exciting piece is this isn't just going to stop at, at lending and borrowing protocol or just a stable coin is the, the tribe asset will really embody DeFi itself. And how does that actually manifest remains to be seen, but it, it's going to be it, it's going to be something that's that's really interesting to see. So I, I think TLDR just it's going to be a bigger pie altogether. Yeah, I definitely want to echo that that like. It's not about what is being lost, which is like sovereign control over a single thing, but it's about what's being gained. It's like shared control over two really powerful like protocols that are even more powerful together, like one plus one equals three, like Jay said. So the the most positive way to frame it is not, oh, I'm getting diluted. It's like, oh my gosh, now Tribe gets to do twice as much stuff, soon to be three times as much stuff. And, um, and you have a pro rata part of that ownership and yeah these two really strong communities coming together um that you could feel sh like safe in the fact that it's like more decentralized more stakeholders more opportunities that's kind of the 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 framing that takes this in the po most positive possible light and just so for the people who are holding the Rari token, the RGT token out there, how does the conversion actually work? Are they kind of sending it to a burn contract and then uh, receiving tribe or fay in return? Uh, and wh where does that tribe token come from? Yeah, I, I mean, I could take this. It's pretty simple. Basically, the the tribe that or when RGT holders send their tokens into the the peg contract, the RGT would be escrowed there, effectively burned. We actually haven't really talked about what happens to the RGT token. We might be able to do something cool with it, but it wouldn't retain any governance power. And um, you just get your tribe back out on the other side. There's been some talks of lockups. I think that there was a lot of reaction in the community about that, like, um, and trying to find ways to remove that to keep the proposal simple, I think makes a lot of sense. And that's, that's one of the ongoing discussions is what exactly happens in the swap. And I think a, a nice feature of that would be RGT in tribe out, um, trying to keep it simple. I guess like one area I'm super excited about is just the implications for governance because like on-chain governance has, has been around for a while. Um, DeFi governance tokens since Compound um, about a year and a half ago. But if this proposal were to pass, It'd be the first time where you have really different, clear sets of, of stakeholders coming in from different standpoints. I almost think of it as like different political parties that aren't necessarily competing with each other, but but working together from different backgrounds to to create something great, right? If you think of the the end merge entity as like a sovereign nation, the, the, the goal for all these political parties would be to um, work together on increasing the pie for everyone. So I think, yeah, not, not sure if that's something that you guys agree with. I really like that way of framing it. I think that's a, that's a really cool way to look at it. I think that for, for me, it's, it's exactly how you described it in terms of, yes, I, I really hope that these two communities are critically thinking about every proposal 
Um, one thing that me and Joey said on the Twitter spaces the other days, we don't just want people voting yes on every proposal. And that's unfortunately the state of governance today, right? And by bringing two communities with two different perspectives, two different backgrounds, and hopefully many more than just two at one point, is it will develop to a better protocol and a better nation state as in, in the political agendas, right? So what this means is a better protocol, a better product, better communities, and hopefully actually critical thinking regarding each of the proposals. Yeah, and I think this this only gets better the more like high value incentive aligned contributors you bring in, right? Like people who have high context, high skin in the game, um, and now are familiar with multiple different protocols from multiple different backgrounds. Now you just have even more raw material to build this like crazy, explosive, innovative community that doesn't always agree. But, um, you know, I think it, I think it will be really important to have these core principles, right, that you hang on to that that guide us like America has, you know, the Declaration of Independence, the Bill of Rights. Like, I think we're going to need something like that to really guide decision making. But um but as far as the implementation goes, absolutely. We want to have diverse opinions. We want to have disagreements. And I want to see some proposals failing because that means we're trying crazy stuff and that people aren't afraid to like, you know, push the boundaries. Yeah. And I'd love to kind of build off of Derek's question as well, which is um, it, it's, it's kind of a um, maybe amorphous question to a certain extent. But when I think about communities in crypto, it's not always clear what it means, right? For different projects, there's different definitions of communities. For some projects, they are very concerned about price, very concerned about the token. For some projects, they're very aligned towards certain principles, maybe at the at the expense of like price performance of the token. So for your respective communities, what would you say are the kind of unifying things or topics or principles? And how would you kind of reconcile the two as uh, Faye and Rari merge? I'll say that our community is very diverse. We have a lot of different token holders who have come in at different times in the project's history. You know, the Genesis launch wasn't the smoothest launch of all time. And we still have people who, you know, feel very strongly about the launch. We have people who bought the dip when Tribe was like extremely undervalued relative to um, the amount of assets the protocol controls. We have people who uh, hold the token for a lot of different reasons. And so Faye itself is already a very diverse community. And so I think that the guiding principle has always been like, focus on integrations for Faye, focus on the peg. And, um, you know, the tribe price hasn't always been as much of a concern, but that's probably more a function of leadership as it stands than it is about the token holder base. Like there's large segments of the community who might disagree with some of the decisions. And so I think that, um, that, yeah, it's just a hallmark of decentralization, right? Like, and I think having, having strong vision helps unify and actually get to the, to where we're going, but yeah, I guess diverse community, but been able to execute really well over the last couple of months, regardless. So I think that that's really positive. I think on our end of things, the the one guiding principle that you can see throughout all of the Rari community is this idea of like overthrowing the norms, right? Like these previously established lending and borrowing providers that were the kings as we understood it could actually be overthrown, right? The adults in the room could actually be 
like the same as the children, right? Like the, the, this idea of, okay, all of these, these previous norms can actually be updated, replaced, and we can start to question them. I think that's really the guiding principle of crypto holistically. And it's also representative, like largely of the Rari community. So what you're saying is juice boxes for everyone. <laughs> if you say so. <laughs> we have hella juice boxes, hella juice boxes. Yeah, I mean, I guess like we, we have a, a very broad token holder base with a lot of diverse opinions and people are really trying to just focus on the uh, the benefit of the FE ecosystem, integrations, more FE in circulation. And that, that has historically taken a huge precedent over the tribe price in certain proposals. And I think um, V2 definitely strikes a really good balance of incentive alignment between tribe and FE. And I think that the arc that the protocol's taken has been a really good one. And I think that it's very aligned with the way that the Rari community makes their decisions as well. Another theme that's come up on the forums is this idea around optionality to, to exit, right? Like one of the, the points about crypto is you have an ability to, to exit a community. If you don't agree with its choices, if you don't believe it anymore, let's say the proposal passes but but there's still going to be a subset of people that that disagree what what kind of ability will they have to essentially exit if they desire this is this is an idea that i am you know i'm very attracted to ideologically like crypto allows for really strong systems that are fluid and so you can kind of exit if you don't agree and i think that like it's called rage quit in a lot of different systems and I've I've seen how this could be applied to this proposal, and I I do think that um, there's a lot of key stakeholders in the community who also think that this would be a valuable addition, and so we might see it actually find its way into the final proposal. Um, and I I think that it would be a really powerful option for the community to be able to say I don't agree with this new vision because it's a very ambitious vision and it's a very different vision from. The prior vision of of either protocol on it on their own, so I think people should should definitely have the ability to kind of find their way out and um, and and sort of rage quit and possibly redeem their tokens against the protocol assets or something like that. And GMI. Yeah, I mean, if you if you do rage quit, you you might not make it, but um, you know, it's that's yet to <laughs> yet to be seen. <laughs> Yeah, I love the confidence, man. I love that NGMI meme as well. Um, and just to make this kind of clearer for the stakeholders out there, you know, obviously there's like shorter term stakeholders uh, with shorter term interests and there are longer term focused uh, people who are very much excited about uh, what products I can use in the future. So without maybe talking about price too much, can you help us understand for the guys who are more concerned about the shorter term volatility or the shorter term um, instability when it comes to the two protocols merging, what are the things they can expect? And for the longer term guys, like what are the products you can expect to see? What are the use cases they can they can be using, you know, in, in a year's time or six months time? Yeah, so I, I can only speak from my own perspective here. I'm an extremely long term builder and an extremely long term investor. Um, I don't I don't <laughs> I think the only two or three times I've ever tried to time the market, I got my ass kicked. So I don't do that. <laughs> um, and, and, but I do understand that like the, um, the there, there's a, always this constant trade-off between what can we do now and what can we do over a really long time horizon. My bias is always for the long time horizon. So 
Um, I think it's important for the community to realize kind of where the key stakeholders stand. And this is like, obviously, I'm my tokens are locked for many years. I plan on being around for a long time and contributing value. So as far as what happens in the short term, expect probably some some chaos. I mean, this is a this is a unprecedented proposal and an unprecedented mechanism for achieving the goal of merging two tokens. So it's really it's really hard to predict. And, um, you know, for for yeah, for short for people more interested in the short term, this is kind of just part of, you know, it's a proposal that's in the realm of proposals that could be proposed. And so it's kind of a curveball, maybe not expected, but something to 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 think about and make decisions accordingly. Um, the long term is going to be really, really epic. I mean, um, I'll talk about one one product that that we plan on building together. And then Jay has like a ton of like broader vision for ways that we can we can collaborate. And um, I think that what makes Faye and Fuse such a great fit is the fact that they're both very focused on DAO utility, right? Like Fuse is a place where a DAO can spin up a market to long, short, earn capital efficiency against their tokens without the bureaucracy of some of these larger lending platforms. Um, and Faye is a stablecoin that has a, a, a huge war chest of capital to be able to help scale up early stage products or projects, excuse me, and be able to um, you know, really provide liquidity for long tail assets and provide services for, for DAOs and DeFi. It's an extremely DeFi native uh, protocol. And so one idea that I had that I think would be really powerful is to basically allow DAOs to kind of utilize their treasury to provide utility for their token holders in the form of a, of a collaboration with Fuse, where DAOs can mint Fey um, using their, their, their project token and pay a 0% interest with the caveat that they have to allocate that, that Fey back into another Fuse pool. And so what that means is that the token is fully collateralized. It's no cost to a token issuer because it's a 0% loan on the first tier. And then the market can have this extra liquidity to borrow Fey and go maybe long lever long on their token or get some capital efficiency. Um, and this could be done in a much more permissionless way than Fey has currently been seeding Fuse pools. So it's really like a huge unlock for DAOs uh, in particular to be able to provide utility for their token holder base. Um, and we, we're we still working on the name for this uh, on our community call. We called it Faye Bootstrap. I think it's a fine name, but I think we're going to come up with something cooler than that. Um, and regardless of the name, it's going to be a really epic protocol um, in terms of unlocking DAO capital efficiency and utility for native tokens. Yeah, I'm really excited about Faye Bootstrap. Um, I think for me, short term, the, sh the short term speculators and everybody inside the ecosystem, they, they can watch history be made, right? And like, they can either be a part of it, or they can go and sell their bags and watch it, right? And I think what's more, much more interesting, is being a part of this history being made, right? And being able to look back in five years and say, hell yeah, I was a part of the first DeFi DAO merger, and, and really share share that excitement. And that that's part of the long term as well is like all of this, all this chaos that, that Joey mentioned, right? All this excitement, craziness, all this stuff is going to lead to some crazy cool products. Faye Bootstrap is the first of many that that we will work on together, right? Like me and Joey, like literally pitch, pitch this product, like 
just just days after starting this collaboration it's like imagine what we can do in a month in two months and now in a year or even five years and that's that's really what's super exciting to me is i don't know where this is going to go i can't paint the roadmap for the next five years but i'm fully confident in the brains and the token holders and all of the people who have staked interest in both of these DAOs. And that's what's so cool. And I think for me and Joey have, have talked about this at length, it's how can we increase this community to bring in more of the smartest minds, more great people on our side, so that way we can really develop this, this great community as, as a group, right? And work towards something truly special. Yeah, I mean, Jay and I are both extremely generative and we have we have like we have a bunch of creative community members and teams and our our, our projects, our communities are very um very willing to push the boundaries and willing to do cool things. I think we'll see probably some really aggressive joint L2 deployments together where Faye and Fuse can kind of like bootstrap each other's utility on these other chains and liquidity as well. Um we can see that Faye has the power to kind of help provide trustless oracles on Fuse through embedded TWAPs and things like Balancer or other exchanges. And and we've already gotten so many DMs from teams that we love collaborating with saying, oh my gosh, like I want to do this cool thing with you and Rari. If the merge goes through, I want to build this product. Like the num- the set of integrations that you can do with any one DeFi project is is big, but if you have one of the the best permissionless lending pl- platforms plus one of the most capitalized decentralized stable coins out there, you could do some pretty awesome stuff with that collaboration alone. And then as we bring in more DAOs into this under under this umbrella, the the number of products and utilities are just going to be truly mind blowing. Um, and like Jay said, it's, it's impossible to even predict where we'll be in a year, let alone in like four or five. So, um, definitely a ride that I want to be a part of. I mean, just listening to this conversation and reading the, the forum posts, it's clear that there's super obvious product and, and future roadmap synergies, but the more exciting and, 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 and sort of interesting part almost is what happens when you provide the proper skin in the game and incentives to people that work well together? Like roadmaps will change, products will change, but if you start with incentives and just have everyone have a shared outcome, then that's that's really the most important thing. Um, I guess like to anyone else, any other builders, founders, creators, listening to this podcast and thinking, about the same thing like how do i work more more closely with another project should i do a token swap should i do a merger what advice would you give them if you could tell them anything i feel like there definitely is not one generalized template for this i think treasury swaps are completely overrated right i i think that DeFi treasuries and everything are so massive that the scale of any swap isn't gonna i mean it is gonna make an inconsequential difference to any of these projects today. Obviously, smaller scale projects doing large scale swaps, maybe it makes sense, but then you're losing significant skin in the game. So I don't think that there is a clear, clear solution for anybody. But what I what what I do expect is 
that if if this merger successfully goes through, I expect a lot of people following suit soon after, right? Especially as as there's this looming bear market that everybody's talking about. I think that we'll see the season of mergers and acquisitions, and I think that's going to be super cool to watch. Yeah, and I mean, like it it sort of is 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 more important about what you like, how your community operates, and what kind of your vision is, and I think. Faye and Rari are both extremely kind of creative, visionary, like long-term, want to like just like build really cool products and see how we can push the boundaries in DeFi. And it's it's really, don't it's not as much about the products themselves, although Faye and Fuse are kind of a perfect fit. It's so much more about the like values alignment and finding people that you really trust and can collaborate with. Because it's really like, I'm not going to lie, it's scary to to like bring in a whole nother community to your project that you, you know, it's been going the way it is. Like, it's not a conservative move, that's for sure. So I think to do a token merge, it's a leap of faith. It's one I'm totally down to take with the Rari team. And and yeah, I mean, I do think that like, it's going to create some really interesting new um, new pro- projects that follow suit, like Jay said, after this. Um, should, be, should be really, really cool to see the way that DeFi combines and recombines. Something that Dan Elitzer always says, actually, that I think is really fascinating is that he talks about how when projects spin out of larger DAOs, like you have Lyra spinning out of Synthetics and Fiat DAO kind of spinning out of Barnbridge, not really as much, but like you have these these like projects that are kind of spin outs um, and then the, the market caps like stay the same. It's like a totally value generative event, you know, um, and like... I think that seeing like projects combining, splitting off, combining, splitting off in some interesting ways, like it's the world of tokens. Let's like, let's experiment more. And I, I think like I listened to the, um, I listened to some of the like Dragonfly and Robot Ventures on a, a Twitch stream yesterday. And they were just talking about how there's like four or five different possible projects that you could fund that are specifically focused on DeFi M&A or like token spinoffs. And so... Um, yeah, we're so early. And I know that's such a like tired meme, but we are so, so early. Yeah. And I think this is such a great note to kind of wrap this conversation on as well, especially uh, as I'm sure a lot of people listening, uh, if they're founders, they're thinking about, you know, how do I work closer with other smart founders that are building products that might be complement, uh, complementary to my product? Um, so for the people out there who are kind of just starting on this journey, um, what advice would you have for them? Uh, what are some of the lessons you've learned so far from kind of navigating this extremely ambitious governance pro- proposal? Just to clarify, do you mean with regard to just being a founder or specifically doing crazy things like like token merges? Yeah, I think just in terms of anyone who's pushing forward any extremely ambitious governance proposal, what were the biggest kind of lessons that you guys learned? Yeah, absolutely. I would say there's there's two really clear lessons. One is that um you know, you know like you know your you know your project and you know your goals like better than anyone else. And so I think really just like being comfortable in your decision making and knowing that you're not going to get it right, you're not going to get it perfect and you're going to make like a lot of loud people angry every time you do something, every time you move in public. Um and just be totally comfortable with that. Like, I, I've I've learned this the hard way, and and I've become so much stronger for it. Like, you're not going to make everyone happy, and you're probably not even going to make most people happy sometimes. Like, but if you have a vision, you should stick to that vision, 
and rally around the people who see things the way that you do and keep a really open mind to to change course when when maybe you know when there is pushback right so it's this give and take of 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 doing high risk things in a high risk environment and the second thing i'd say that is is really valuable is that especially other builders but in general there's a lot of people in this space who want to support you um and uh, if you're if you're a founder trying to do something ambitious like please dm me on twitter or find me in discord like i want to talk to you um because there's this bond that only founders can share and um and the wisdom and support that you get is like I, i'm so grateful for all the founders who have been there for me you know robert leshner jane from optimism um and and so many more like jay you know we've we've been through a lot together and um and just having having founders who you can kind of vibe with and provide you advice um is really really valuable i i think for me the biggest thing is creating a strong support network right and like i really like what joey said at the end in terms of like this this support system of founders go even a step further and just say a support system in general, right? Pitching these crazy ideas that seem even crazy to DeFi is difficult. Going and creating, going and creating DeFi products, even just working in DeFi is, is very, very stressful holistically. So I think creating a proper support system so that way you can take yourself out of DeFi when you need to. So that way you can sustain yourself over a long term and you don't get burnt out too fast is, is really important. Then the second thing is in proposing these crazy ideas and in proposing all of the all of just in innovating in DeFi in general, I think that the the biggest thing I can say is memes are at the center of it all, right? And memes memes are what create narrative and do do a lot of the magic that we can't even describe. So I think doubling down on that, being able to really understand culture in 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 that creative of a way is is extremely important. Absolutely. And as we come to a close for people who want to engage with this governance proposal, who want to keep up to date with what's going on right now, or even want to vote on it, what are the channels that they should go to? Yeah. So for, for this proposal in particular, you should definitely check out the, the forum, the, the tribe forum, the Rari forum, as well as the respective discord communities. And there's been some conversations on Twitter as well, but I would say the primary conversations are happening on the forums. Um, I think Jason can probably drop some links in the in the description. Yes, definitely. And I'd like to once again applaud you guys for doing something so so ambitious. And I want to thank Derek for hosting the show as well. Um, Derek, any closing thoughts here and any shout outs to your own podcast too? No, I mean, this is a super interesting case study, I think, for, for the entire industry. I think it will also be super interesting to see how the, how the merger plays out in practice, right? If there's if Joey and Jai disagree on a product decision or a, a roadmap decision, how is it resolved? Is it does it go to an on-chain vote? Is it discussed in the forums? Like, I certainly don't know the answer to these questions. I think these will be emergent over time, um, and yeah, it'll be it'll be fascinating to see like how it actually plays it in practice. I suspect that there will be some similarities uh, and, and and lessons that I think we can all draw on from historical examples, but there will definitely be lots of new new lessons, right? Because of of, of how crypto is structured, because of the new new incentives. So yeah, I think most of all just like super excited to to, to follow this saga and revisit 
um, this in six months to a year if it passes and and and, and see like what are some of the major takeaways and and lessons that we've all learned yeah i yeah, wonder I, how many sub DAOs will be a part of the tribe in in, in a year <laughs> yeah that would be crazy to see like a massive like just uni mind in DeFi where you just have multiple protocols kind of as sub DAOs of like uh fate that that would be like a crazy idea but that's for another episode and Derek, I, I think I'm really interested in what you guys are doing at Reverie as well when it comes to governance, but we're going to save that for another interview as well. So I just want to thank you guys for hopping on the show and thank you for the listeners for always tuning in. Yeah, thanks the time for having us, Jason. I, I also want to have a huge thank you to everyone who's participating in this proposal, GFX Labs, Lama Dao, Reverie, um, all the governance participation and the Rari community. It is it's an honor to even like make a proposal this crazy and to see it have like a chance of succeeding and turning out to be something incredible for DeFi. It's, it's cool to be a part of, and I'm, I'm grateful and, um, and here for all of it.